Our kind and loving Father, we are just so very grateful for this privilege of prayer. We thank you because you have been faithful, you have been merciful, you have been good unto us. We thank you for the sample testimonies in our midst today, those that are spoken and many more that are unspoken. We thank you for mercy that you have extended unto us. We want to thank you for your favor upon our lives, for protecting us from evil and danger, for allowing us to celebrate new day every morning and to remember your benefits in our lives. Thank you for 80 wonderful years and much more. We want to thank you very much because here in this house of worship and prayer, you hear our prayers. We are all walking testimonies to your greatness and to your goodness. No evil has been reported concerning any one of us. We travel on the land, we travel over the seas, we travel in the air for hours unending. We thank you because wherever we have gone to, we know that you have been there with us. Thank you, O Lord, for bringing us to this realization that it is only you, O Lord, who protect us. And so we thank you for your mercy upon us. Father Lord, have mercy on us, O Lord, where we have had the attitude of ingratitude. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, forgive us of our sins. Again, we are so grateful, O Lord, for your Holy Spirit that has convicting us of our sins. Even as a corporate body, through our lesson study this quarter, ministering to the needy. We are grateful, O oh Lord, that you can prick our hearts, O oh Lord, even to the sin of omission and commission. Things we know to do that we have left undone. We are thankful, O oh Lord, you have brought this to our attention. And we thank you for the victory, O oh Lord, that is already won for us. Glory be unto your holy name. We are grateful, O oh Lord, for the way you heal us of all manners of sicknesses. Blessed be your holy name for answered prayers. There is no prayer that we have brought before you in this house of prayer that you have left unanswered. And so I thank you for preserving our lives. Father Lord, we have gone to Walmart. We have gone to public places. In fact, our domain of worship is a public arena. But through it all, Heavenly Father, Lord, you have preserved us. You have chosen us. And we thank you for the fulfillment of your promise that you said in your word, though a thousand shall fall on your side and ten thousand on your right, but they shall not come near you. We are grateful because here in our midst, you have confirmed and you have fulfilled this. Not because we have been good in our own right, but because of your righteousness. Because you are a covenant-keeping God. You are a promise-keeper. You are a merciful God. You are a compassionate friend. We thank you. We glorify your holy name. Please accept our thanks offering in Jesus' name. Again, we lift our voices up before you this morning. We are asking, O Lord, that your Holy Spirit will continue to lead us. Uh, your Holy Spirit will continue to direct our fears. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that fresh testimonies will continue to be upon our lips. We want to lift up our leaders before you, our leaders in the house of worship, 
our pastor, O oh Lord, Pastor Boache Dankwa, and all the assistants, O oh Lord, the departmental leaders, our elders. Father Lord, may you continue to give us the strength to continue to labor tirelessly in your vineyard. I pray, O oh Lord, that our service, O oh Lord, will be acceptable unto you. You will take away self, you will take away pride from us, but we will serve you wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. Even as we serve the people, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, you will restore unto us joy and peace in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, Lord, we continue to lift, O oh Lord, our leaders in the secular world unto you. Our leaders, O oh Lord, in this nation, President uh, Trump, and all the people, O oh Lord, that have uh, one thing or another to do with policies that uh, we are following in this nation. We are asking that you will have mercy upon them. Where they have wronged, O oh Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, it is because they do not know what they are doing. May your Holy Spirit, O oh Lord, come upon them. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that we will remember that this nation was established in God we trust. And so anything, O oh Lord, that we are doing outside of God, I pray that you will bring us back in Jesus' name. We remember situation, O oh Lord, in Nigeria. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will have mercy, forgive us of our sins, sin of omission and commission, of selfishness and of greed, you will take away from us. Humble us, Heavenly Father, Lord. Help us, O Lord, to resist and to desist from all evil ways. And we know that when we do this and we call upon your holy name, you will heal us of our diseases, you will heal our land. That is your promise. And so I pray that you will have mercy upon us. Heal our land in Jesus' name. Father Lord, we continue to lift up before you that your children who have been struck, O Lord, by the evil in this nation, where people just go and, and take lives without even thinking of what they are doing. I pray that you will please comfort this, your children. And we are also using this moment, O Lord, to continue to ask for your mercy upon us, that you will preserve us and you will protect us. We worship and other people have worshipped and have ended their lives. But we have the liberty and we worship you even right here. There is nowhere that is safe, Father Lord, where you are not. But we want to ask, O oh Lord, and plead the blood of Jesus Christ. We are the object of your blessing and your protection. And so wherever we go, O oh Lord, may your protection go with us. May you please have mercy, O oh Lord. Father Lord, your children, O Lord, who have come, O Lord, closer to the throne of mercy. You know their heartfelt desire. You know the reason why they have come, even without being asked to come. And so I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, you will meet this, your children, at the very, very point of their need. You will accept their thanks offering. Father Lord, you will intervene in their situation. Father Lord, you will bear us witness, O oh Lord, that they come. Father Lord, having trust and faith in you, may you bless them mightily. We have friends who are visiting us and visiting this church. It is the house of God for all men and women. It is the house of prayer. For whatever your children have come into this house of worship, may you please, O oh Lord, not let them live without your mighty hand touching them. Father Lord, we just want to thank you very much for our children who have just started school. Father Lord, some of them are going into colleges for the first time. 
Some of them, oh Lord, are transitioning from one class to another. We are asking for your divine understanding and wisdom upon these children. I pray that the words of God that have been deposited in their lives, oh Lord, I pray, oh Lord, will transform them. You will grant them favor in their studies. I pray that they will know you. May you please reveal yourself to each one of us afresh each day. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, give us Holy Spirit boldness that we will not be ashamed of this gospel. Father, Lord, that these children, oh Lord, will share you with their friends. And through them, your kingdom will be enlarged. Father, Lord, we just want to thank you again, oh Lord, for your manservant and his family that you have brought to us to be a blessing unto us. Father Lord, you have spoken to him a word in season. And so I pray that you will increase him, O Lord, with your wisdom. May you bless him, O Lord, with the double portion of your Holy Spirit. As he stands, O Lord, I pray he will stand in your strength. He will speak, O Lord, without favor for, for, of men. But I pray that the fear of God will continue to guide him. You will bless his ministry. Father Lord, we pray, O Lord, that as he gives and is serve, in his service, O Lord, for you, I pray that you will remember him, O Lord, at the point of his need. We just want to thank you because you hear our prayers. And because you do not limit your answers to the words we have spoken, we are so grateful because you will do exceedingly more than we can imagine. And we will return all the praise, all the adoration unto you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for hearing and for answering our prayers. At long last, O oh Lord, when our job will be over on this earth, I pray that none of us will miss out in your kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I have prayed. Amen. thank God for giving us another privilege of coming together to hear from him. Many have been looking for a privilege like this, but they don't have it. But for the Father we have it, we must give glory to God. We belong to a God that has never failed. And for this reason, we should be happy and rejoice in his presence. Because in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. I want to thank God for the choir, for reminding us again that one word, one smile from Jesus is there far than all. You know, we have fake smiles. 
and those fake smiles when we see them. Do we always recognize them? Sometimes, yes. But not in every situation that we recognize fake smiles. But the smiles of Jesus is genuine. And we must behave like Jesus. Thank you for that special song. May God bless you abundantly in Jesus' name. Today, the Lord is going to speak to us again. Yes, I have I've retitled the sermon of the title of the sermon. And the former one is smart, but what? Shameless. Shameless and determined. But now it is they were never clothed with shame. They were never clothed with shame. The Lord is going to bless us today in Jesus' name. Amen. This week, when I went to pick up someone at train station in Chicago, I was expecting to pick up a man in a good and wonderful Attire. But I was disappointed and I was afraid because his clothes was dirty. As we were discussing in the car, in his statement, he told me that he works with a construction company. Then my fear disappeared. And my disappointment changed to sympathy. Because I cannot, I cannot for once imagine what I saw that day. Then I concluded by saying in my mind that if you are doing something beneficial or profitable, whether you are doing it to get money or to be recognized so that you can step up. Please, whether somebody sees you as a stupid person or probably a mad person or a foolish person, do not be ashamed. Do not be disturbed as long as you remain focused on it. It is rewarding. Whatever you are doing that is good, in the presence of God and man, 
Don't be ashamed. Keep doing it. One day, something good will come out of it. They were never clothed with shame. Let us pray. Father, we have come to learn at our feet. We pray, O God, that you speak from heaven. And help us that by your grace at the end of this presentation, we will always remain in you. We will never be disturbed. And shame is not ours. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, when you read the Bible, you will see that God is a God who does not plan that anyone of his own will be ashamed. Evidence of Jesus' growing popularity is found in the book of Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. When Jesus was about to start his ministry, what did he do? He fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. That was the foundation of his success. As a man who has been sent by God, though he was God here on earth, but then he did wonderful things. And when you read the book of Luke chapter 5, there we are told that he went to the sea called the Sea of Galilee, which today we can say it is called the Genesaret or Genesaret Sea. And Genesaret Sea was actually the sea in Galilee and the Sea of Galilee. Now, Jesus was led by the Spirit of God because every time he was always going about doing good, it was time for the people in Galilee to feel his presence and to know who God is or God was then. Today, as children of God, we should not be ashamed to preach the gospel of Christ. Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 verse 16, that for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is uh, the power of God unto what? Unto salvation, to the Jews first, and then to the Greek. During the time of Jesus, Jesus did a lot to reach out to the less privileged people, to those who were sick, to those who were lame, to those who had problems, who were mad, to those who were paralytic. He visited all of them and he healed. He can do it again through each and every one of us if we will make ourselves available for him. 
The power lies in his hands. It is not in us. But one thing is, if we make ourselves available, then his power will be deposited into us to be able to do great things for him. So, this period, Jesus was in that around that sea, he saw Peter, who had been told him throughout the night, without what? Without fish. He was a fisherman trying to catch fish, but then he never caught one. He never caught one. Why? Probably because God, who happened to be the provider, allowed it to happen that way so that his name will be glorified, so that people will know that he alone can provide, so that the gospel will be preached. So he was turning, turning, turning with others just to catch fish but never caught one. So many of us, probably we have been turning and turning. We don't have a show or an evidence for what we have been doing. We have been sweating. We have been crying to God and it seems as if God is far away from us. And probably in evangelism, we have launched out in faith and in different areas, but then no soul has come to the Lord. But one thing is, by the time Jesus got to the sea, people came in large number. They came to see what would happen. Those who were lame came. Those who were sick came. Those who were afflicted, they, are, they were there. And those who had one trouble or the other, they were there. Because they had heard about Jesus' ministry. And when you read the book of Luke chapter 4, we are told that prior to that time, Peter's in-law was sick. Jesus went there to heal. So Peter was not surprised, but then he was thinking that he would not be able to handle the situation. Or probably he was thinking that he could not or he cannot uh, 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 take care of the nature. But one thing is, the nature obeyed Jesus. And he told Peter that Peter you have been toiling throughout the night. But I want you to do something in verse 5 of Luke chapter 5. I want you to do something. Just launch out into the deep. Launch out into the deep. And put your nets into the sea. The night, that same net. 
It's not that something else happened with the net. But one thing is, by the time he obeyed Jesus, what happened? The net was filled with sheep, with, with fish. And at the end of the day, the net started tearing. And that is what will happen to any one of us who allows Jesus to step into his or our life. There will be abundant blessings if we will trust him, if we will work with him, if we allow Jesus to step into our lives, things will change immediately. So by the time this thing happened, Peter was like, what's happening here? And the Bible says he went straight on his news. And he said, Lord, I am a sinner. Depart from me. I am a sinner. You see, when Jesus steps into your life, you will be embarrassed. Because he has a lot in his hands. If only we can trust him, only a little faith will make a difference in our lives. When we have faith in the Lord, the Lord is able to work things out. Just as he did for Peter, he can do it again. And he told Peter, Peter, in verse 6, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish and that their nets began to break. Verse 7 says, so they signaled their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. That is what will happen in, the ch in this church. When we launch out in faith, if we are not ashamed, if we keep trusting the Lord, if we depend on Him, He will work things out. He has never launched out with His people. And at the end of the day, they came back with failure. Jesus had never done that. Once the people have been commissioned by faith, and we allow him to lead out, we allowed him to lead out, and we allow the Holy Spirit to lead, then failure has nothing to do as far as the gospel is concerned. And when you read verse 8, it says, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they are taking. Verse 10 says, And so were James and John, the son of Zebedee, uh, Simeon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simeon, Don't be afraid. For now on, you will fish for people. And verse 11 says, So they pulled their boats up on shore, 
left everything and followed him. They left everything because Jesus called them to leave their fishing business in order to fish men. And that's the calling Jesus has given us today. We need to leave everything we are doing and follow him wholeheartedly without looking back. When we follow Jesus without reservation, without looking back, then we'll see Jesus' leadership. We'll experience his leadership in our lives. And as he leads, we'll follow him. As he talks to us, we'll do what he says we should do. And when we do what he says we, will, we should do, then blessings will come. Peter, if he had not obeyed Jesus, would he have experienced what happened? No, he wouldn't have experienced it. He wouldn't have experienced the blessings. But because he obeyed Jesus, the nets started breaking. And what happened? The fish was so much, and uh, there were many. And people were like, this was God in action. When we trust God, when we believe in him, he will be there for us. When we take God at his word, God's name will be glorified. Now, when you go through the other verses from 12, you will see the leper who came. Lord, please heal me. Heal me. Jesus healed that leper. And uh, when you also read verses, verses uh, uh, 15, I want us to read that passage. Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, when you read verses 17 downward, there something happened. Four people saw someone who happened to be their friend, and this friend could not walk. He was paralyzed, could not walk, could not do anything for years. And something happened when Jesus Christ gathered with a multitude of people in an apartment. And they were not having the, 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 the way, the, there was no way to, for them to pass through in order to really make sure that this man uh, sees Jesus. But the Bible says that they took him through the roof and made sure that there was, they made all in the roof and they let this man down and what happened? That Jesus said, this was a great what? Faith. This is a great faith. And when you read verse 18, it says, then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. 
And when they could not find out, they might bring him in. Because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down. When you read verse 21, it says, verse 20, it says, When he saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. When Jesus uttered that statement, the people who came to criticize him said, Oh, does he have power to do what? To forgive sin? And eventually Jesus noticed what was in their mind. And he said in verse 22, 21, And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies, who can forgive sin but God alone? Verse 22 says, But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, you, or to say, Rise up and walk. They were so surprised. Whatever goes in our hearts, Jesus knows it. There is no other person who understands what goes in one's heart except Jesus. And Jesus recognized that faith. That that's a great faith. When they recognized it, when Jesus recognized it, he healed this paralytic man. And this man was free. There is nothing too hard for God to do if we are not ashamed of the gospel. God is always out to bless us. He's always out to heal. He's always out to really uphold his own. If his own will trust him. So, and that's why Jesus is saying that if you are not ashamed of me in the presence of the people, I will not be ashamed of you when I come again. He will not be ashamed of us. Yes, we must launch out in faith, but we must do it the right way. We must surrender to him. Our wisdom alone cannot give us success. Nothing can give us success except Jesus Christ. He alone can give us success. He alone can give us anything that we need. What we need to do is to trust him and go out in faith. When we do not allow sin to reign in our mortal body, when we, do, when we call sin by his right name, when we say no to sin and allow Jesus to rule, then it is sure that Jesus will take us and will lead us. And when he leaves, every other thing will bow. And everything will obey him. So as we are planning for this evangelism, let's trust the Lord. Let's trust him for success, for breakthrough, and for healing. When you read the book of Luke chapter 9, verse 6, it says, So they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. 
we must be ready to do what God has asked us to do. He can give us the healing gift. There are people here who are gifted in that uh, area. And when people use their gift in the church, you can see what will happen. And at the end of this day, souls will be born into God's vineyard. Many souls will be touched. You see, Jesus was going from one place to another, doing good, healing people, and arriving the gospel, preaching to the people. And eventually, many people responded, and they were blessed. Many people responded, and they were healed. Those with one healing or the other, Friends, they were healed because Jesus was there for them. And the disciples, by the time Jesus left, did Jesus leave them alone? No, Jesus did not leave them alone. Jesus was there for them. He's God. And when God is God in our lives, you will see the results of whatever we lay our hands upon. The enemy is trying to disgrace us, to disturb us, or to make us feel somehow that Jesus is not with us. Different things will come up to come as a discouragement to us that will make us get disturbed, but we should not look at those areas. We should not look at them because we know the one who has called us. The Bible says, faithful is he that has called us. Victory is sure. If you trust him, if you love him, you will see the results of our work with him. When we walk with Jesus, it will make everything right. When we walk with Jesus, it will do things that people will see and will give glory and honor to him that has called us. So, they were not ashamed. John Ops, we all know what happened to John Ops. He went out, he was preaching against the, 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 the heresies of the church. He was standing for the truth. The Bible says, by the truth we shall know them. John Oz did all he could to arrive the gospel, to bring people out of sin into his righteousness. He did all he could to arrive the gospel in order to bring people out of darkness into God's marvelous light. He did all he could to make people smile even in the presence of the Lord, to rejoice in the presence of the Lord. But we are told that something happened. And what happened? The church leadership, they were against him. He went through oppression. He went through so many things. Even torture. Eventually, he was hung. And they ignited fire on him. And he died in fire. And God was there. He saw it all. 
The question is, why didn't God protect him? Why didn't God make the fire turn into a refrigerator? Just as he did for Shadrach, Mizad, and Abednego in the book of Daniel, chapter 3. And we are told that these three evil boys told the king, we know he's able to deliver us, but even if he will not deliver us, we will not bow down to the graven image, O king, that you have made. So they were not ashamed to stand. They were not ashamed to say, we know him because they have been working with him. They have been depending on him. They have been trusting him all the way. And Jesus was leading. He was leading and leading them. When we allow Jesus to get fully involved in everything we do in the church, even in our lives, we will see him in action. Souls will be loosed from their bondage. Souls will be healed. Many who are troubled, friends, will be delivered because Jesus is involved. Do not be ashamed. Those four guys who laid down the paralytic man, we are told, were so smart. Smartness. They were so smart. They were so brave. Yes, one can be smart in evil things. But these ones were not smart in evil things. They were so brave in the Lord. And they did something. Something that no one could imagine. Friends, they did it. Because God was involved. They were not ashamed to be associated with them. With the man. The man, the paralytic man. They were not ashamed. They were not ashamed. Some people will be ashamed to even lift up someone who is diabetic. To lift up someone whose leg, whose leg is, it looks like a lep- someone that is a, a leprous. You should not be ashamed of that leprosy. But you should go beyond that leprosy. That this is a soul that is in need. This is a soul that needs healing. This is a soul that needs to be touched. This is a soul that Jesus died for. And we should be out to reach out to those souls who are afflicted. When we do that, you will see how God will handle us. Finally, I want to say this. Do we know what will happen to us? Do we know know the sickness that will come to any one of us in future? We are not ready. But if we are ready, let us not be ashamed. Jesus was not ashamed to reach out to those who were troubled, who were afflicted, who had so many sicknesses 
he was not ashamed of them. He was able to associate with them. And he was always going around to do good. When we go out to do good, and we leave those things, our jobs and everything, and we we'll go out to, in order to reach out to souls in trouble, souls in one bondage or the other, then, at the end of the day, when they came back, when the disciples came back, they gave Jesus Christ what? The testimony, their reports. The sick were healed. The blind were able to receive the sight. Those who were paralytic were able to walk. Those who had so many problems, they were able to minister to them. They were able to minister to them. And Jesus Christ said, Don't rejoice because of all these things that you have done. But rejoice because your names are written in the book of life. My people, that should be our goal. Love, the love of Jesus should constrain us to do wonders. And as we do it, as we launch out into the deep, and as we let down our nets, to catch fish. Not ordinary fish. Fish that can walk. Not an ordinary fish. The fish that can speak. Not an ordinary fish that cannot reason. But a fish that is reasonable. And such a fish is not an ordinary fish. Is a fish that Jesus died for. But with a price. And the price was the blood of Jesus. And that fish is a human being. Like you. Like you. Like you. Like you. Like me. Will they get lost? May God help us. Is anyone... Who is ready to say, Lord, I am ready. Use me. I am ready. Use me for that week or for those for that month. Use me. You'll be off duty throughout that month. That is, even during the week, you'll be off duty. You'll even take a vac. You'll take your vacation, your annual vacation, if you have not taken. Is anyone? I pray that I will be available for God that same month. Is anyone who wants to be available for God that same month? And you will see what God will do. If you are ready, just stand up. That month, you are going to be ready to go out before the program starts in the evening on Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday. I will go out. I will make sure I bring a soul to the Lord. One person, another person, the Lord is calling. Whoever is ready, let him stand up. Jesus is ready. Oh, I, I have, my hands are paining me. I am sick. I can't do it. 
oh, the Lord, why are you thinking about that? The Lord can take care of your leg that is paining you, your aching leg. The Lord can take it care, it can take care of it today. It is able, I'm more than able to heal you. I am ready. Let's bow our heads as we pray. How the voice of Jesus calling who we are and walk to the fields are wide, fields are wide. The others waiting, would we go about ships and wind? Lord, alone the master calleth, rich reward you offer me. Who we answer gladly, saying, Yeah, I am, O Lord, send me. Our Father and our God, our prayer is the song that we have rendered. Lord, here we are, send us. We are weak and feeble. Lord, we know you are mighty. Arise for us. We are sick, O oh God. We need healing. Father, heal us so that we can do export for you. Some are afflicted and they are looking at their afflictions. Some cannot even walk. They feel like, no, this work, this task, they can't do it. Father, at their feet. Jehovah God will not be ashamed of these wonderful assignments that you have given us as a church. I pray, oh God, that you'll be with your children. That as they launch out into the deep, and as they cast out the net in faith, let the net begin to break because the net will not be able to house or accommodate the people that will come in. And what we are saying, oh God, is that this church will not accommodate the people that will come in. And let there be another church that will spring out of this evangelistic outreach. You can do it, oh God. You are a wonderful God. It's your church. It's your business. Do it the way you want it. So that eventually we will praise and bless your holy name that you've answered our prayers. Thank you, Father, because you've done it. Take all the glory, honor, and adoration for we are prayed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.